the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, January 12th, show number 263. Sorry, still had you muted there. Scott, come on, man. We weren't I, supposed I to be. I'm, we I'm were. A, I know I'm hard to get along with, but geez, you didn't have to turn off my mic. Originally, we weren't uh, going to have a show this week, but... Uh, now we are. Yeah, now we are. And uh, we're happy to have... Uh, our, our, I forgot to ask her. Do we go? Does she go by Ronnie? Yeah. Or Veronica. Red Hot Ronnie? Yeah. We can ask her. But Veronica McCann, uh, Australian dirt late model racer. She's raced Indy Lights. She's raced uh, all kinds of sprint yeah. car championships. Yeah, she's uh, she's got a really interesting backstory, so we'll we'll get to that. So we'll talk to her here in just a moment. Uh, this is show number 263. I already said that. Uh, coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the John Young Racing, Racing for First Responders, and Dave Kemmer Studio. Uh, also, a lot of news to uh, get to tonight. Uh, some crazy stuff happening at the Chili Bowl Nationals last night. Real crazy. Uh, Harvick announcing his retirement today. Or at the end of the year, right. but uh, yeah, so we got a lot, lot to cover here. Uh, before we do that, got to mention Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race every Saturday night during race season. So we only got what three more months here. Yeah, it's the middle of the race season down in Australia, though. Yeah, it's it's summertime. Yeah, luckily we haven't had a lot of snow here uh, yet. I probably just jinxed us. Uh, make sure to follow Oakshade Raceway on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You got that uh, Hall of Fame coming. The Oakshade Raceway Hall of Fame. You still working on that? It, it's being kicked around. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get the folks from Oakshade a little bit more on board with it, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay, it, progress is being made. It's, it's a wonderful idea. Also, I have to thank Big D's Pizza in Clyde, Ohio. Oh, and before we uh, move on too far here, I forgot to mention this. Uh, since we weren't planning on having a show this week, our How Many, which is a carryover from last week still, right. for the flip count at the Chili Bowl Nationals, right. in lieu of uh, know how many tonight we are going to uh, do something a little simpler all you have to do is uh, hashtag hammer down in the comments of our facebook live maybe in the youtube live too i'm not exactly i think it picks from that but uh got a little random drawing we'll do for uh, some big d's pizza very good toward the end of the show so anytime during the show just put hashtag hammer down like you see on the screen and uh, you will be Enter to win a free Big D's Pizza. Big D's Pizza in Clyde. Order online. Order BigD'sPizza.com. Or uh, follow them on Facebook for the latest specials. Big D's uh, Pizza. Big on taste. And and the flip count from this week is still next week's how many. So when we get to the buy, I think last I saw the flip count was at, uh, I think it was in the upper 20s after last night. It had to be near 30. 30. Yeah, it's close to 30. And I think I saw... The highest flip count they've ever had was 77. So uh, I think Ooh. your guess from last week's a little high. They're not done. 135. Yeah, they, <laughs> they almost have to double that. So anyway, also uh, thanks to Freeze Frame Photos, Rod Miller Race Cars, and Headhunters at Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. Uh, without further ado, how about we bring in our guest... I don't. I don't know if we're keeping her from going to work this morning yeah, or not. Here, we, here she is. Here's uh, Veronica McCann. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Shuffling some cameras around. Awesome. There we go. Through, through the miracles of modern technology, we're talking to her. You know, almost twenty thousand miles away. She's yeah. in the future. Yeah. It's Friday morning. I am at, right. It is. It's Friday morning. Eight a.m. Are we keeping yep. you from work or anything? You are, but I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. Um, you have uh, quite a storied career, I guess, uh, so far. An interesting uh, career, indeed. Uh, um, you're involved in all kinds of different things here, and uh, you just had uh, what a podium finish at Perth uh, a couple yep. weeks ago. Um, Give us a give us a little background on your racing career before Scott. Before before we go too deep into this, hold on. Yeah, she is a frequent flyer at the Miller Family Farm. So she's been to yeah. your place. Yeah, she's yeah. been to absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have, and she's welcome anytime with, with Mr. Blake. No, I don't think I don't think uh, either. I don't think Al- he was there I the time that I went. I don't. I don't know whether Alan or Des were there. I don't believe so. No, I think I had so many bedrooms. Who knows? Yeah. Did you race while you were here? 
Um, nothing on dirt. Just I, I tried to do the whole pavement thing. So, yeah, nothing on dirt over there. Um, yeah. Ron, yeah. Why didn't you I let her? Story. Why didn't you let her drive your your car? Yeah, Ron. Why didn't you let me drive? I'll tell you. If she comes back next next winter, their time, she's got to yeah. ride in my car, which is our summer. Yes. Got it. Yes. Cool. Yep. All right. So, uh, give us a little uh, background on, on your racing career. I think you started what in the early nineties. Yeah. So I'm I'm originally from New South Wales, um, and there was a, a class over there that were Honda Odysseys. They were like little buggies. Um, it turns out a lot of the sprint car guys and midget guys over in, in New South Wales actually started in that class. My family moved over to Western Australia, uh, Perth. Um, I had to take a year off and I was, I think, 11 because you couldn't start your junior career over in Perth until you were 12 years old at, the, at that time. Um, so I went into junior career and, and did that until you were 17. They're very structured here in Australia. So it's a very, very different over here to what it is over there. I mean, I remember going over there and watching kids, you know, 13 years old in, in wing sprint cars. And it's like, wow, you know, that's old now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, but you know, we, we can't do that until we're legally, you know, 16 or 17 now. And, and if you are in a junior car at the time um, and you do step up, you can't step back because it's seen as an advantage, right? So, yeah, very, very different. Um, so I was in a, a junior career and had a fair bit of success there until I was 17, 16. Um, and then 17, I was in a 360 sprint car. year after, went into open sprint cars. At the time, Australia's rule was a bit different, so we didn't have 410s. We had 372 cubic inch um, until we bought in the US rule of 360 and 410. Um, so I went 360, open sprint cars, did that for a couple of years, and then I guess started my US adventure and decided I wanted to do the pavement deal, and I couldn't do that here in Australia. So packed my bags at, at 21, I think it was, and headed off, and that was me. Who were you, uh, who were you working with uh, <laughs> while you were over men- mentoring over here? Yeah, uh, Lynn St. James, she was, she was brilliant. Um, you know, obviously massive supporter of, of females progressing through the ranks. And um, I went to a driver development program over there. So I applied driver development programs back then were a pretty big deal. Um, so I applied for a driver development program, uh, got in uh, and then, you know, Lynn sort of pulled me aside and just said, hey, you know, what do you, you've come a long way. What do you want to do? And um, I just said, look, I really want to make the move to, to paved ovals because I couldn't do that in Australia. And, um, you know, I, as a sprint car person, I obviously look at the likes of the Casey Canes and the Jeff Gordons and you see what they do. And, you know, I just wanted to, I guess, give paper a shot and the IRL kind of tickled my fancy. And so that's the the path I, I wanted to head down. And, um, yeah, did a little bit of Indie Light stuff. And, yeah. you know, it's obviously a money thing to try and get any further. And, mm. and then you got into Dirt Late Models. Then I got into dirt how, out, how, randomly out of nowhere. How did that transition happen? Going from uh, the I, from the the I in the US, um, I obviously got to watch a heap of racing. Um, I went on the road with when I, I was randomly. So I was based out of Indiana, right? And then I was randomly at um, some some guys that I knew from the whole USAC side of things. They were like, yeah, come to this this bar in Indy and um, they do like a racing show from there. I can't remember what it was at the time. A whole bunch of outlaw teams were swinging by at the time and um, Mike Woodring was there with um, Craig Delansky and he sort of, you know, I knew him and he was having a chat and he goes, well, what are you doing? You know, at the moment I said, well, you know, I'm kind of just sitting in Indy trying to do my thing and make things happen. And he turned around and he goes, well, what are you doing for the next few weeks? And I go, you know, not, not too much. So he said, well, come on the road. So I ended up going on the road with um, Craig Delansky for about seven weeks and working on the outlaw tour. And that was a massive eye opener, huge experience for me because at the time I obviously was racing sprint cars. So, you know, I, I think I learned more in that seven weeks than what I had done in, in two seasons of my own racing here in Perth. So um, big learning curve and, um, I'd watched a lot of late model stuff while I was over there. So they'd always caught my eye, loved them, didn't know how to go about getting into one. Um, I obviously, whilst I was looking at this whole pavement deal, um, had a few meetings with some management companies and and it was suggested to me to do some uh, heavy car experience. Easiest way for me to do that rather than going into 
an asphalt lake model was to do it on a dirt lake model because it was more familiar territory for me. Um, so I talked to, you know, Ron knows Alan Blake and Brad Blake were with the guns at the time. So had a chat to Alan Blake and he said, well, why don't we, why don't we get you a car? So I did a deal with those guys back here in Australia to, to run a late model. I think I only ran a handful of shows, maybe like eight shows that year and they're interesting. Just so, <laughs> our, just so our American very listeners are up to speed, there's very little pavement racing in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, virtually all the racing is dirt. Uh, there's a couple, yeah, there, a look, couple, I mean, couple tracks over a, east, right? There's um, there's road course racing, yeah. right? So, but no, no, there was a paved oval, but you know it's got grass growing through it and cracks all through it, and <laughs> there's nothing, you know. So it, it was you're either a speedway dirt driver or you're a pavement racer. Road now, course. is are are the uh, supercars even in WA at all? They come over once a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they do their national tour and, and come over. But that didn't interest me at all. That it would, wasn't even that would on be, my radar. Scott, that would be kind of our equivalent of of NASCAR. Uh, it, it's very interesting racing. Mm. Is is the uh, is the Ute Series still going? No, but they have. Oh, we'll say sort of. So it's oh, not so. like the normal normal Ute Series. It's like their. Um, we call them four-wheel drives, like SUVs now. Oh, so it's just okay. it's a bit. Mm, yeah, I, yep. I remember watching that Ute <laughs> series, which are basically pickup trucks, uh, yes. similar to our NASCAR trucks, uh, except they the drivers sit on the other side. But uh, bump and run is fair game, or was yep. fair game with those. Okay. Yep, definitely. So you mentioned Alan Blake, and uh, we we had had him on a few years ago. And I remember talking to him, I think at Ron's house one day, I was, I, I was like, so wait, we, wait, we have Australian wait, wait. pursuit races. Was, was there any Corona involved? There might've been, he okay. might've had some, but, <laughs> but I asked, I was like, so we have Australian pursuit races in America. Do they have American pursuit races in Australia? And he was like, what, what are you talking that? about? I've never heard of an Australian pursuit race. Yeah, so, what is that? So okay, so the, enlighten me. So that's a consistent <laughs> thing. So we have uh, they call them Australian pursuit races. No idea why. Apparently, has nothing to do with Australia, right. where you'll line up like uh, the fastest ten cars. Yeah, 10, inverted fastest car goes to the back, single file. single file, and then run ten laps. And the rule is, uh, if once you get past, you're out. You just get you got to drop out. So in a light model. Is well, this it? It's in any class, really. Yeah. Usually, yeah. They, okay. yeah, yeah. Late models, pavement. It's, late models, dirt. It's more of just an okay. exhibition. It's not like a point thing. It's just kind of an extra. It doesn't happen fun every thing. night. But yeah, it's right. it's entertaining. Yeah, so they don't they okay. don't do if those you're and, if you're past you're out. If you don't get past, you're still in the race. And, you know, cool. and, and a variation of that is crack the whip, where it's uh, lined up the same way, single file, fastest to the rear. But the last car past the start finish line, every lap has to drop off. So, so eventually uh, you're down to one car. And there you you <laughs> yep. you have to pass cars. Yeah. Anyways, I, okay. interesting I, interesting shows. I, I digress, and so Australian pursuit is not a thing in Australia, nor does not, it have it anything not, to do. With not at all. You get you'll get a blank stare <laughs> if you ask somebody. Yes. Uh, so I, I read somewhere that uh, you defeated your older brother Casey in a race back in what ninety seven. Oh. And probably, and he has not been able to race since. What was, what is that about? <laughs> no, I look, I don't know, but he, um, when, like I said, when you turn 16, 17, depending on where your birthday lays in the season, you have to make a decision, right? On what you're going to do moving forward. And, um, yeah, he just chose to not go on. I guess the racing bug kind of bit me pretty hard and, and I wanted to continue on and couldn't picture life without it. And, here I am still doing it. And, and you had a spinal injury when you were 16. And did, did yeah, you, was there any question that you'd be back in a race car after that? No, nah, I was, I was 16, very naive. Um, you know, I was at the time I was winning a lot of championships. So I was adamant, you know, just super focused. Like I said, probably very naive. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no one was going <laughs> to tell me that I wasn't racing again. Might be a different story now. Who knows? But no, I'm, I'm still passionate about it. And, 
yeah, all so about racing. You mentioned some championships. You, you're like the 98 and uh, 2000 Western Australia Junior Sedan Champ. Uh, the Qui, Qui, I can't, I don't know. Not sure. Quinana? Yeah. Quinana. Sprint car <laughs> champion. I'll just call you a sprint yeah. car champion there in 02 and 03. Okay. Uh, any yeah, other yeah. championships uh, to add to that? Um, bunch of junior ones. Um, sprint car track championship. I haven't, I haven't won a championship in a late model. We need to work on that. <laughs> it sounds like you are working on that. We need uh, to work on that. Speak of, uh, Dean here, one of our listeners, he wants to know uh, what you like better, the sprints or the late models? Uh, had you asked me? Ooh, yeah, no, I know because it's changed, right? So when I first got in a late model, um, I was very much not used to the Rubbins racing type of deal, right? So fender racing wasn't used to it so in a sprint car obviously when you you rub there's generally a, a decent consequence to that and that's that you and some other guy are probably going to go flipping through a corner or down a straight so you know when these guys start to get a you know eye clustered as rough but it turns out it's you know just fender touching um yeah i i didn't overly like it because i was like man like i was getting taken out and it was frustrating and i wasn't finishing races and you know to get better you want to you want to do laps and you want to finish races so it was hard to to kind of get used to that but as time goes on the more laps you do you understand sort of how to get yourself out of situations and stay away from certain situations and um yeah so at the time i when i first started it was definitely i was all still you know i, I really love sprint car racing but as times progress yeah you know, i, I don't really see myself out of a late model now. So it's kind of, that's kind of bitten me pretty hard. Let's, let's step up to uh, where we're at right now. Uh, you've got a really good car. I understand that your husband is, is really good at prepping the car. Um, but I saw that you, did you miss the show at Albany or you didn't go? Uh, you were, I, up, um, you were up what fourth or fifth in uh, WA, WA points. Yeah, I, so I had avoided COVID the, this whole time until – so I, I normally do the full Pro Dirt series. Um, right. I'll always commit to that. I think I've done it for five years. I think this might be my sixth season committing to that Pro Dirt series. Um, and I got to – there was a double header weekend coming up and it was uh, Kalgoorlie and Esperance. And um, we were due to leave early, early the Friday morning and on the Thursday – um, I made the call not to go because I just test positive on the Wednesday. Oh. And at the time, couldn't even get off the, you know, I was struggling and out of breath to get off the couch. And I sort of turned around to Carl, my husband, and just went, and like, you know, Kalgoorlie and Esperance, little bullring tracks, you know, their elbows up and, and you're going to yeah. get puffed, you know, regardless. And I just turned around and I said, man, I don't even think I can hang on to this thing for two qualifying laps, let alone a 30 lap main. So I just, on the Thursday, I, I made the call not to go. So as soon as, you know, when you're chasing championships, as soon as you drop around, you're, you're out. So, um, you know, things are tight for, for me. I'm a, I'm a very small budget team compared to uh, quite a few of the others. Um, you know, it's funded by me majority of the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I and I want to travel over to Victoria, which is a 35-hour drive um, for our Australian title next wow. month. Yeah. So I... New, New um, York to LA, Scott. That's a long drive. Yeah, very, very. So I, I kind of made the call that, okay, because I'm not in the points, you know, I'll pick and choose what rounds I, I go to. The, for me, the Quinana Motorplex is only about a third-minute drive from my house. So, you know, I'll do those, but just the Albany rounds, I decided to, you know, that's probably not a strong point for me down there anyway. So I was like, mm, I'll save tyres, I'll save money, and and just, I guess, put that money towards our, our Australian title trip. Now, are there, uh, are there uh, many other female drivers in Australia? Uh, in late models or yeah, in general? In, just in general. In general. Look, when I was racing a sprint car, there was myself and, and one other um, on the East Coast. So um, there's always quite a, a little sprinkle in the junior categories. But as soon as you, you step up into a senior category, and I guess, you know, unless you get given a, a free ride, which in Australia doesn't really happen. Um, so as soon as you step up into a senior category, the, the funding has to come from somewhere. So unless you're prepared as a, a, you know, as a driver in general to start funding your own deal and, um, 
you know, as a female, that probably doesn't happen nearly near enough. So for me, it was me on the West Coast and a, another a lady, Kelly, on the, the East Coast, now in late models. Um, I think there's one in Victoria. Uh, there's another here in WA that, that dabbles now and then. Um, and that's about it. Quite a few in the junior ranks, which is really cool. Right. But, you know, that's where you see the the loss of drivers moving from the, the junior ranks to the senior ranks because, like I said, that funding comes into place, right? So parents don't fund it anymore. And, and yeah, so you've got to be prepared to, to do it yourself or, or do some really hard work in sponsorship searching. So you like being a, a role model to some of the young ladies that are in juniors? Um, I, I never see myself as that. Do, do you encourage them to, uh, how many autographs do you sign for them? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I sign just as many little boy, like boys, you know, posters and shirts and that than I do little girls, you know, yeah. I still find it really unusual. I still get a lot of people come up to me at the motorplex. I feel like I've been around for forever. For me, um, you know, I was a junior at, I don't know if you heard of Claremont Speedway. Um, so I was a junior there, you know, one of the oldest tracks in Australia and then moved into the senior ranks when we went went to the motorplex. And um, I still find it weird that people come up and just go, oh, you know, if I win a heat race or something, they come down, they hear my voice over the PA, you know, after a heat win interview and they'll come down and they'll have a look at me and they'll be like, we just wanted to have a look and see what you look like, you know. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, all right, sure. So I still find that unusual. Um, look, if, if I, as far as the junior ranks, if I can encourage someone to, you know, want to continue on in the senior ranks and get after it, then I'm all about that, regardless of whether it's female or male. I kind of never really played that female card. Um, but I understand that, you know, I, I'm sure I'm doing something, you know, and I, I just want people to give it a whirl, you know, and give it a really good crack if they're, if they're going to do it. Now, do, do uh, the, the dirt rate, the dirt late model racers that you race against, do they just kind of consider you as like one of the guys or do they treat you yeah. differently? No, no, no. I, I can't say I've really had the different thing right, but you've got to remember before I, I jumped into late models, I obviously had that sprint car background, the junior background. So I like to, I guess like the way I look at it is I like to sort of say that I had a, a fairly decent racing resume before I went into late model racing. So, um, hey, look, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure there's guys that run me a little bit harder, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I, you know, I've faced it my whole career, but you know, these guys are these guys are pretty cool. I really enjoy it. They're a really good crew to to travel with and and race with. And I can't say I've had too many issues at all with them. You say you're a low budget team. Uh, I understand you're running just a five two five crate engine against yeah. the open engines. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I, with a sprint car background. Um, so when I first stepped into, when I bought, first bought my own car, um, had a big motor in it, big 430 cubic inch. And um, it was horrifying, you know, that was heartbreaking every time I was checking, you know, valve springs and yeah, just not, not for me, you know, this was me funding my own deal at this stage. And, um, you know, I did get to a stage where I was like, Far out. you know, like I, don't know that I can continue to do this or how long I can continue to do this funding it myself. And um, there was one guy out here racing with a 525. Had I not seen it with my own eyes, so sprint car background, horsepower's everything, yep. right? Late model background, for some reason, had I not seen it with my own eyes that a 525 was still competitive and, and you didn't get swamped in one, I was like, I probably would have written it off had someone just said it to me, you know, go buy one and, and see how you go. But I saw it. I saw that they were still competitive. So um, spoke to a couple of people and they were like, yeah, give it a whirl. So I, I bought a car that had one in it. And, um, yeah, I've, I've run one for the last four years, five years. So big advocate for them. Um, you know, they're, they're not big on the East Coast. But um, here, in, here in WA, there was a stage there where there was probably like seven cars in the, the top 10 of our Pro Dirt series were 525 motors. So we've got them going good. I mean, there's, there's obviously times where, you know, it's um, elbows up and hammer down and, yeah, you suffer a little bit, but you're not swamped. You know what I mean? Now, is Warren Oldfield still running a, a crate engine? Yeah, yeah. I think he's, um, you know, there's times where I sort of I might get out of the car and I'll be like, oh, 
man, like it's just just frustrating. You, you do you do all your work going into the turn and through the turn, and then someone will just hammer around the outside of you. You know, <laughs> and it's frust- it gets frustrating only at certain times. But then you know, I look at was and and his results, and I have to straight away. You know, Jamie's Jamie Oldfield's also still had one in. He's only just changed recently. Yeah. Um, but I look at. I'll always look at those guys, see where they're sitting, and I'm just like, right, no excuses. You know, if I see that they're doing well, I have nothing to fall back on because they're running the same thing. So, One of our listeners just posted something, and we'll see if you can guess who it is. Uh, he said he loves Claremont Speedway. He won his first uh, race in Australia at Claremont. <laughs> Obviously, well, it was a yank. Who would it be? Well, now I can see on the bottom of the screen, Roddy. Roddy. <laughs> yeah, Rod, Roddy's listening. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. So let, let me ask you this. Uh, where did you get, or how did you get the name Red Hot Ronnie, and how long have you had that? It's given to me. Yeah. No, it was given to me by a guy who, um, he was doing media stuff at the time. Um, as soon as I stepped out of juniors, you know, I'm running with the fact that it's the red hair and it kind of just stuck and that's RHR. So there's a bunch of people that just call me RHR, you know, so that's kind of what I've I've stuck with. Okay. I, I didn't know if that might have been a Des Ferris thing or... That was a... I, Ron, I don't know if you remember him, Dean Neal. Oh, I don't... Th- he did a, he did yeah, a heap maybe. of media stuff. Uh, yeah, but, maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe on our first tour over. Maybe, yep, yep. We did some, I th- we did some TV and yeah, radio, okay. yeah. I'm sure at some point you guys would have crossed yeah, paths. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. the it's the middle of the racing season for you right now. Yeah. Uh, what are your plans for the rest of the season, and uh, what are your plans moving forward into the coming years? Uh, are you going to continue with the dirt late model or, or what? Well, um, for this season, uh, we will finish out um, the year here in WA. I'll, like I said, I'll do the trip across the the Nullarbor to head to Victoria for our Australian title. Um, big trip, um, awesome track. That will be an awesome racing, uh, awesome weekend away racing. Um, we will come back to Perth, do the rest of the Pro Dirt series and uh, off season. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope to be in late model racing for a bunch of years to come. I'm on the, the committee for the late models at the moment. So, you know, we're really trying to build up what we do and I'll keep racing as long as the body holds up. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. body, your body, not the body in your car. Cause that can be my replaced. body. My body. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so any plans to, uh, to come back to the States and do some racing here? Uh, look, I, I'd be lying to you if I said that um, I wouldn't love that. Yeah, I would definitely love the opportunity to be able to get back there. Like I said, when I, I was over there in my, I think I've been, I did about three racing trips, but like they were long stints. And um, yeah, it was all pavement based because I was really focused on on trying to cross over to pavement racing. So it would actually be really cool to do some some dirt stuff if I come back. Ron sounds like has an open invitation. Come on, Ron. Yeah. Come on, Ron. We, we've got spare bedrooms and I. And you have a race I, car. I, I, I could climb out a dirt of dirt late car. model. Not a big deal. We'll, we'll sort something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I saw something where you were on some show called Australian Princess. What what is that and what what is all that about? Because I'm not familiar with that at all. That was no look. That was at a time where reality shows were very very new here in Australia. Anyways, um, it was I think I was maybe twenty, um, and I thought I'd give this reality TV show a crack. Didn't know what I was doing. Um, went on it, got kicked off in the first episode. It was yeah, just a good experience. Um, it was turning trying to turn a bunch of uh, girls into princesses, I guess. And obviously, I, you know, we did some sewing and, and the sewing just no, didn't work for yeah. me. And <laughs> that was it, you know. Hey, at least I can say I was on a, on a reality TV show there, or something. There you point. go. But yeah, you know, we don't like to bring that up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I try and hide that one. <laughs> obviously, you won. I had, I had to do my prep. I had to do some research. Obviously, you won, yeah. and that's how you funded your, your first race car, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, they did. <laughs> apparently, they don't have a show called Australian Dirt Late Model. No, I know. They Princess. need to do that. Yeah. That would probably be. We don't have that here any, either, but... Uh, 
Uh, you said you're a low budget team. Uh, you want to give a shout out to your sponsors? Yeah, I have some um, amazing people on board. Uh, Heatley Safety and Industrial, Skipper Transport Parts, um, Team Navy, really cool to have the Navy on board, Penrite Oils um, and Oval Track, Diecast and, and Racewear, they do all my merchandise. So, yeah, very, very grateful for the people that do help me. Um, yeah, it's been been awesome. So what what job are we keeping you from? What's what do you what's your day job? I am a I look after a group of people who look after major accounts for an industrial company. So it's actually Heatley. Wow. So they they came on board and sponsored me. So a bunch of mine, they look, you know, group of guys who look after a bunch of mining companies who need um PPE and all sorts. And um I look after those guys. That sounds important. Yeah. It's all right. And and, the, and they gave you the morning <laughs> off to hang out with a bunch of Yanks. Pretty much. It's great. Yeah, what, Good what, deal, right? There's uh who was there any uh, American late model racers that uh went down to Australia this year? I know Wait, there's, there's a sprint car. There's a bunch of sprint car guys. There's a bunch of sprint car guys. Yeah. So so like I said, I'm on on the committee. So I'm the general manager for the the late models of Western Australia. Um, and you might have heard him, Craig Vosberg, and he's our CEO, oh, yeah. yep. and there's a Nylander involved, so you'll know that name as well, so Craig as well. Um, you know, we tried really hard this year. We we just finished in Albany um, our Wild West Showdown series. It just so happened that is the time of year that we bring the Americans out normally, yeah. and it just so happened, you know, the American schedules were all brought forward a little bit this year, so they're just the timing just the crossover didn't quite work and we were so disappointed in that because normally each year, you know, we'll get a, a handful of Americans come out and, and drive and we always get notice of, you know, there's a bunch of really good guys who who want to come out and have a skid in, in Australia and over here in WA and um, we just need to make something happen for next year. You know, that may mean that we, we bring the series forward for next year just for end of December and, and very start of Jan um, just to be able to get those Americans out and, you know, there's there's teams that are willing to have those guys in, in their cars and, yeah, really cool opportunity. Those guys get a, a nice little holiday as well. So, yeah, a bit of well, a shame it didn't work it, out this year. And, and, I, and I know that our Aussie friends are, are – very receptive to seeing the Americans. I was I was going to ask: Are the fans is it, are yeah. is it like the the enemies uh, when the you know the invaders you when know, the Yanks come back, in and the fans in, are like boo Ron back, Miller boo back Roddy in the day, Back in the day, uh, a lot of when when the Americans went over, it was a lot of showmanship and you know well, we're going to kick these guys' butts and carrying on. But uh, who's not, saying that though? The Americans are yeah, the, yeah okay yeah it it was very contentious but when the americans go over now it's it's really cool and uh you know i i know our first tour it was kind of an educational thing and uh yeah our, our aussie friends have really come just light years uh yeah in, in where they, I'll, I'll where agree they, where they were Ron, compared you know, to where they are now so when late models were were fairly new when the americans would come out it was like ron said it was you know it was a learning curve for the australians and um that was an opportunity for australians to learn their cars better learn how to set them up better and drive them better and you know basically be schooled by this american team that would come out nowadays it's definitely changed a bunch you know the last time um we had you know billy moyer we had turbo out and those guys come out and you know, for, for a few years before that, we had Steve Francis coming out and he would dominate, you know, and then by the time, you know, Billy come out and Turbo come out and they didn't dominate, you know, the guys, the the locals are, are keeping up and having good racing Absolutely. with these guys. And so it's, it's cool to see the progression of, of that USA, you know, in, invasion type tour and and how the, the Australian guys are stepping up and, you know, the quality of car that we have here in Western Australia and, and probably, you know, in the likes of New South Wales as well and Victoria and Tasmania, um, the quality of cars stepped up, you know, big time, um, you know, and you'll find majority of, if you're talking Pro Dirt series, you'll find majority of these Pro Dirt teams now have essentially alliances with teams in the US or, or certain people in the US just to start getting feedback and information and, and yeah, it's... Yeah, definitely stepped up over the years. Yeah, right. American chassis are the rule over there. I, I, I think there's yeah, someone, so some, yeah. there's someone over east that's building cars, isn't there? But there's um, you remember Ron, you remember Jay Cardi? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So Cardi is he's probably the only um, Australian chassis manufacturer. So they're doing their own gig. JJ drives in in the series, um, the Pro Dirt series. So him and his dad build build these chassis. Um, but other than that, everyone else is you know it's all XR1s, Longhorns. Everything you know, is imported from from the states. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. And everyone's trying to get the latest information. You know. <laughs> Any- well, and that's the thing about the American manufacturers, whether it's Longhorn, Rocket, Black Diamond. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, Domination they're, race cars. They're very free with their their information because they want their product to succeed. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're very open. Are we going to have the, yes, uh, the regular influx of Australian drivers coming to the States in your winter, our summer? Yeah, I think you'll have, um, you know, Paul Stubber, Kai Blight over there. I know Joey Chalmers had a, had a bit of a skid, yeah. so I don't know whether he's going back over to just have a go over there. But, yeah, Paul and Kai will be over there and doing their thing. And I don't know what their full plans are at the moment, but, you know, I'm sure they'll probably held to off for a bit and then do do their thing. Well, um, and I think, in, Paul, I think Paul bought a place in Indiana where he can base out. Yeah, he's, base, he's got uh, the base full set up now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just makes it easier, right, like for the guys to, you know, they've got a base and a workshop to work from. And, um, I, you know, I think Paul obviously wants to give it a, a, a good crack. And, um, you know, I think he's providing a, a brilliant opportunity for Kai Blight as well. And it's great that, you know, that opportunity's come about for him because it'd be, it'd be awesome to see you know, a young gun on the on a tour over there at some stage, and he's probably the guy to do it. Kai Blight is is an awesome wheel man, so I, I'm glad that he's hooked up with with Paul Stubber. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, they work well together, and Kai works on his cars here in in Western Australia whilst he's doing the Pro Dirt series. So he works on both cars. I think Kai's actually driving one of Paul's cars at the moment. Um, yeah, so and then that transfers over into the US. So. Really, really good deal for, for him. He just needs to get going. Well, hopefully uh, your work will give you some time off. Yeah. I, I don't know if I should say this summer or winter. Winter for you, summer for us. And, for and you can run Paul's uh, or run. Uh, Paul's. Ron's. I'll run Paul's car. No. <laughs> Run, run We've Ron's sat car from each other 270 shows. Yeah. Run Ron's car this summer. Um, and uh, yeah. I think that would be cool. I understand Alan Blake's coming over, and uh, it's yeah, he, since we he probably he, will. He he made mention of maybe buying a car while he's over here. So doesn't he? Who knows how that's still gonna own work one out. already? No, nah, I think that not one. They just got a Longhorn, so they've just got a Longhorn board in. I think that arrived in November. So yeah, huh? Well, think of how yeah. cheap, how how far ahead he'll be here because he doesn't have to pay all that shipping expense. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the costs are killing us. It's, um, yeah, it's, you know, with the dollar how it is and tires for us, you know, we're looking at over $400 a tire at the moment and fuel and. Oof. Are you guys having uh, the same uh, tire issues that we were having here in the States with uh, the tire shortages? Out. Our guys have managed it fairly well. So Craig Vosbergen imports them um, and he's done a really good job of, of managing that situation for, you know, both late models and sprint cars. So can't can't complain on on how that's been progressing. Have have you seen anything of that uh, dirt tire that's made in China? Uh, yeah, Dirt X. Is it Dirt X? Something yeah. like that or something. Yeah. Yeah. Has um, any, has yeah. Any, anybody shown up with those? A few years ago, I know there was some testing done. Yeah. Like with some late models, um, but I believe they have done a bit more R and D on those. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if anyone's actually yeah. running right. them at the moment. I don't think so. Are they? They're over there. People are giving them a whirl. Uh, yeah. Not the, have they? I've I've just seen it on the internet. I haven't yeah. actually seen one in person anywhere. Yeah, I, I okay. haven't seen them yet. Well, and, and with the dirt late models, we are Hoosier tightly aligned with Hoosier Tire. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, and and That's us as well. you're going to be seeing some changes there because the. 20s, is 30s, it, 40s, everything is going to uh, one, two, three, and one, two, four. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah that all. I'm sure that will on flow to us for. Oh, the it next will season. because so that's, we're we're that, good for now. That's all. But, um, that's all they're going to be making. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we're good for now. But um, yeah, next season that'll be that'll be us. Awesome. Well, Veronica, we appreciate the time. We'll let you get to work so so they Thanks. don't get too mad at you there, or you don't have to work <laughs> late. All right. 
fun talking to you from the future because it is Friday morning there. It's still Thursday yeah. evening here where we're at. So enjoy your weekend. Yes, I will. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, our guests usually go on to win their next race. Oh, I, I shouldn't yeah. say usually, but a lot of times they Frequ- do. So. Frequently. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm about it. So we're on the 20th and 21st is our late model nationals at the Perth Motorplex. So Ooh, that'd a be a biggie. Well, out. All right, we'll have yeah, to check that one. out. Okay. All Deal. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Veronica. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yep. We'll get the granddaughter to clean up your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> she she kind of trashed it, but that's another story. <laughs> All right. Deal. See you. Uh, we'll see you, Veronica. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There you go. Veronica McCann, Hot Rod Ronnie. Red, Red hot. hot Ronnie. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Uh, down there in Australia. Yeah. Very cool. Very, uh, I'd like to see her in the States running. And she's a really good racer, Scott. Yeah, well, from what I've seen, yeah. And she's got championships, so she's the real deal. Very cool. Uh, coming up, we'll, uh, once again, you have a chance to win a Big D's pizza. Just uh, type in hashtag Hammerdown in the comments. We'll do that uh, drawing here in a little bit before we end the show since uh, we're not doing the how many because our how many from last week is how many flips will there be. What's well, the we still count? give away one of Dean's pizzas. But we're still going to give away a pizza, but we're just going to do it a little different tonight. So hashtag hammer down. If you haven't done that, put that in the comments. Uh, we'll be getting to that a little bit later, so still plenty of time on that. Uh, make sure to contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from Action Shots to Victory Lane. Uh, they have new items, custom kids cups, 20-ounce tumblers, water bottles, and more with uh, Freeze Frame Photos. Uh, you can put them, you can pick any photos you want that uh, they've taken, uh, and they also put on some uh, cool racing graphics kind of in the background on, the, on those. Uh, if you can think of it, they can do it. Call Charlie, 419-476-9978. Freeze Frame Photos, special moments frozen in time. And also give Ron Miller Race Cars a call, 734-856-7223. He's got race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, uh, fixing of rear ends of cars. Yeah. At some point. Uh, and we're not just doing race cars. We've got that 57 Chevy frame there. Classic cars. Yeah, we're making some modifications to that. Ron does lots of things, so give him a call. He enjoys challenges. Yeah. Latest racing news. So uh, Carson Macedo has had a successful trip uh, down under this year, running in Australia. He took his first victory at Brisbane's Archerfield Speedway on New Year's night. He became only the third driver to win both the uh, Sprint Midget feature. And Sydney's uh, new Eastern Creek Speedway, he uh, will be running at the uh, annual Sprint Car Classic at the end of January. I read something that a lot of the other Sprint Car guys have run into problems getting visas or their passport. I'm not sure really? what it was actually getting into Australia. Really? Yeah. So not sure what, uh, where I things stand with all that, but uh, apparently. But Carson made issue. it. But yeah, he's doing well. Uh, the richest race, sprint car race in history, paying a million dollars to win. The addition of the Dirt Track World Championship, the return of the Superstar Racing Experience, plus the 40th Kings Royal, the 53rd World 100, and the 29th Late Model Dream highlight the 2023 race schedule for Eldora Speedway's 70th anniversary season. And, and they'll probably run that all in a matter of a week or 10 days, right? They, they seem to be really good at packing shows in. Yeah. Uh, Eldora Speedway will host 23 nights of action-packed racing uh, featuring 12 different divisions and eight sanctioning bodies. The addition, I already got all that. They're going to have the return of the Tezos or Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions, Ohio Sprint Speed Week, the 41st running of the Four Crown Nationals, Flow Racing Night in America. They're going to have a couple of $10 family fireworks nights. And the popular hashtag Let's Race 2 open wheel doubleheader weekend. Wow. So a lot of racing going on. Yeah. Eldora. Not necessarily weekly, though. So I'm not sure how many shows the stocks are going to be part of. You uh, said 23, 23, 23 nights. Yeah. But, you know, some of those are like Wednesday through Saturday yeah, deals. Right. So. Um, the Fast uh, on Dirt and Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Boss, uh, released its schedules. On uh, Saturday, the Fast Series will be at Waynesfield Raceway Park on Saturday, October 14th. 
Uh, there are several dates that are to be announced. The Boss Series is scheduled to appear at Eldora Speedway on Friday, June 16th during Ohio Sprint Speedway. Speedway, excuse me, they uh, appear twice at Waynesfield Raceway Park on Monday, July 3rd for the Hewitt Classic and on October 14th along with the Fast Series. And uh, one thing not on that schedule that uh, would be cool to see is to get the Boss Series back at Oakshade. Could that happen? There's a couple of TBAs and Oakshade's oh, yeah. schedule's not out, so I don't I don't know. And uh, That'd be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, in an effort to shift the focus of uh, GMS Racing's resources to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Championship, the team will not field an Arca Menard Series entry during the upcoming season. GMS Racing has spent over eight seasons in the Ar- in Arca competition, accomplishing 23 wins across uh, the series slate. Their time in Arca was highlighted by three championships, uh, the 2015 title with Grant Enfinger, as well as the 2019 and 20 Arkham Nard Series East Championship with Sam Mayer. Uh, the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour will have new ownership. When the green flag drops in March, NASCAR icons Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, and Justin Marks announce their acquisition of the Southeast Premier Asphalt Late Model Series from longtime owner Jack McNally on Monday. Aside from the ownership transaction, the Cars Tour will remain unchanged. The schedule is set with 19 race weekends, and McNally and uh, his staff will continue to oversee operations and track events. Is that where all the uh, retired race car drivers go after they retire? I I don't think so. But speaking of that, Kevin Harvick announced his... uh, that this will be the last season in uh, NASCAR Cup camp competition. That was my segue for you. I, I said it was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just this morning he announced that 2023 will be his final year in NASCAR Cup competition. But he still plans to uh, continue racing in different at different levels. Right. Probably playing in the dirt, too, and maybe running in the car series maybe. that he owns. Yeah. So, I don't know. seems like a lot of those guys are finding their way into dirt racing. Yeah. Did you uh, did you see this uh, about uh, Sandusky Speedway? They're going to be trying something different for the upcoming 2023 racing season. That doesn't surprise me. I know. Chris Mize, he thinks outside the box. Uh, on regular race uh, program nights, uh, for $100 per car load, you can sit in the infield near the go-kart track between turns one and two. Fans will be allowed to bring in lawn chairs, coolers, and grills. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, there will be uh, rules and a waiver to sign, and you won't be allowed back into the infield if you leave. On race nights, they have touring divisions such as the Ohio Wheelman Series. The price per car load is increased to one hundred and forty dollars per so, car. Per car load, Ooh. so you could have a twenty people, a van with twenty people, hundred. Bring your grill, you know. There, I, there's not going to be any concessions. Right. But there will be a porta potty there, so you'll have that yeah, that's and nice. the, the seats. But you can bring lawn chairs, whatever. So that's kind of a cool deal. I think, that, yeah, It'll be interesting. To see have how you ever noticed out. how different it is watching the races from the infield as opposed to? I don't like watching it from the infield because usually that means something bad happened yeah, in the race yeah. I was in. But yeah, it is a different experience. You it really it, is. It the perspective of the car, the changes, speed is different. It changes a lot. Yeah. So it might be something fun to do maybe to try yeah. once if you have never done that. Uh, Barry Marlowe of the uh, GLSS, Great Lakes Super Sprints, will be, leasing, will be leasing I-96 Speedway for a minimum of seven shows in 2023, trying to bring that track back to life. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, saw that I think he, there's going to be a dirt late model I, show. I, I, He's saw, got, I saw one Trying late, to get modified along with sprints. Right. And, yeah, and the, the stock car class, I don't know what they call it there. but Friday nights, I think. Pro stocks. Yeah, probably Friday nights. I didn't actually yeah. look at that, but I, uh, I did. Okay, but I did talk to Les Hanna about that. He's, they're working on some some more things, right? So it's at least seven at this point. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's a good racetrack. I'd I'd hate to see it go. Yeah, I've like heard good things. Some about other it. area tracks. Uh, global supply chain issues have indefinitely postponed the NASCAR Wheeling Euro Series ice race. Oh no. <laughs> It was originally scheduled for March 4th and 5th in Finland uh, in a, tome, in, in a uh, town that's said to be the home of Santa Claus. I don't know why that's important, but that was important. Really? Uh, probably from the North Pole. I did, too. But apparently he's from a town in Finland. Wait. I don't know. 
Problem. Does that mean my mom and dad lied? Possibly. Again. Problems getting uh, the special studded tires and a kit that included a short rear rear gear ratio, shock absorbers, and cold protection equipment to all the race teams uh, was not possible due to the uh, supply chain issues. So oh. that's why they've indefinitely postponed it. I think the regular season, uh, that was going to be an exhibition race, but the regular season will start well, What about May. Barry Marlowe? Is- I, I was actually asking uh, Les Hanna about uh, the... No ice, the right? race up in... Uh, Houghton Lake, yeah, right. with the warm temperatures, it is going to at least be uh, pushed back because the lake has not had enough time to free. I think there is ice, but I don't think not it's... Not enough ice. Not enough ice that uh, people would be willing to go out on to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think there's ice fishing going on, but that's about it. Uh, so he's going to keep me updated as far cool. as that situation goes. Uh, 16-year-old Ashton Torgerson was uh, hospitalized last night after he was ejected from his car during a flip 10 laps into the main event at the uh, Chili Bowl Nationals last night. Yeah. Ashton was reported to be awake and alert before being transported to the hospital. Further reports said he had uh, feeling in his hands and his feet and that he passed uh, back and neck tests. A uh, CT came back with uh, or showing some uh, blood in the brain, so doctors will continue to monitor, although doctors are amazed he is doing so well. So, yeah, he was actually thrown out of the car. while it was. Yeah. How does that happen? Kind of like DeMar Hamlin, you know? I... Kind of, yeah, except for he wasn't thrown out of a car and he doesn't wear seatbelts, but yes, yeah. football. And, and we're still trying injury. to find out. And they continued the race, by the way, right, after right. a long delay. It wasn't like the, the football game where they didn't go. Of course, they didn't have to use. It wasn't quite the same because yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't as dramatic. Yeah, he, they, they didn't have to uh, use a defibrillator to bring him back right. or anything like that. He was awake and everything. It just looked pretty horrifying, I guess, from what I hear. So, um, I mean, how what thoughts on that? How does that happen? I mean, has that happened before? Uh, nothing that recently, I've, like in yeah, the, in, yeah. I mean, you. you I see, mean, back in the yeah, early in the days, 20s before, yeah, thirties, you see guys, guys fly flying out of, out of yeah. the cars all. They the time. They didn't have belts, right? If they did, it was just a piece of rope. Yeah. So I mean, how do, how does that happen? Is it? I mean, Scott, I'm I sure there's going to be an investigation. Yeah, there has to be. You know, I, I've I've heard two theories, and I don't know. Uh, one is you don't want to speculate. One is that he had uh, a, a type of belt that. Uh, especially on dirt, can uh, become contaminated and uh, come unlatched. Uh, the other is that he had the regular latch and link belts, but somehow his arm restraints, uh, and, and the open wheel guys wear restraints the- that keep their arms, they, they can steer just fine, but it keeps their arms from flying, flying out, out and rolling over on their arms. So... I but I so, don't. But if that came undone, you think his arm could have hit the latch and unlatched it? Or a possibility I read was that you know they were waiting in uh, the staging area for so long that maybe he had undone his belt. I don't know. So, I guess I guess we'll. F- but uh, more information to be found out there. Yeah, I, and, and I hope they're open enough about that that uh, we can learn something. Well, from yeah. It. I mean, that's the whole the whole purpose. You know, you don't ever want to see that happen again. Right. So. Uh, do you hear about Frankie Muna, Munez? I think no. that's how you pronounce it. You know who that is? Star of uh, Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, going uh, ARCA racing full-time. Really? He's going to run for the championship in uh, 2023 with uh, Rhett Jones Racing. Did you see Dean Henry's post since you're talking about going ARCA racing? Uh, Cole Duncan uh, is testing in an ARCA car hmm. uh, tomorrow. And today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm sure it's today is already done. Yeah. Um, And then uh, one other uh, little tidbit here. Kyle Larson. Did you hear about uh, him? Is he racing again? Yeah. He's, uh, I believe he's running the, still at the Wild West shootout at Vado. Vado, Vado. Um, But uh, yeah, he's going to uh, compete in the 2024 Indianapolis 500 with McLaren Racing. Really? Yes. He says, uh, quote, I'm grateful for the opportunity and am really looking forward to it, even though it's still about a year and a half away. 
I'm really looking forward to competing in both the Indianapolis 500 and the Charlotte Motor Speedway 600 and maybe even get a win or two that day. I think he could do it. Has anybody ever gotten a one win doing the double? Nobody. I mean, have they won? Is I don't think that. I any, don't. I don't think so. But so even if he won one of them, one, that would be one like one of history. our listeners is going to let us know. I'm, I'm sure. Yes, or one of our producers. Uh, and one other thing, Dean uh, wanted me to share this. Uh, Nick Hoffman shared his uh, picture of the Ty Torg late model yeah. ride for the World of Outlaws, yeah, rented yeah. for uh, the. I believe it's a uh, rookie of the year. Um, this is uh, what that looks like coming up right about now. Ooh. Familiar number? I, I, yeah, I like the colors. I like yeah. the blue and orange. I'm a little fond of that myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crazy. So there you go. that all right uh let's uh let's do this uh, one more time um hashtag hammer down if you haven't done that put that in the comments we're going to do the drawing for uh big d's pizza in lieu of how many this week because uh our how many from last week is running over to next week's show right. because it's the uh, total flip count for the chili bowl nationals which has been going on monday through saturday saturday, saturday is the main event there so Hashtag hammer down. Put that in the comments right now if you would like uh, a chance to win that Big D's pizza for this week. I was watching it's an instant gratification. I was watching us. split screen last night. Where the Auto I was, and I was flipping back and forth. Yeah, I, I, I went split screen. I don't have I don't have that uh, capability. I'm not that cool. So yes, you are. I don't think so. Let's. Uh, you, you just haven't found it yet. Uh huh. So we're going to draw for our winner here. Do, do, do. Looks like uh, there's only a few, so uh, we'll yeah. wait just a couple minutes more. Hashtag hammer down in the comments. That's it. Just one word, hammer down, no space, and uh, you'll be entered for that uh, free Big D's pizza. 30 days to claim your prize. Here we go. All right. Should we do it? I think so. Should we wait anymore? I think we've it's waited time. long enough. All right, here we go. We are drawing for the winner. For a Big D's pizza. And it's going to be Doug Frost. Well, congratulations, Doug. I think he's won before. He has. Yeah. So uh, he has himself another Big D's pizza. Uh, you have 30 days to claim your pizza. And... Uh, Contact Big D's or myself or Dean, and we'll get you all hooked up for that. And uh, better luck next time for everybody else that that tried to make that happen. This weekend, Big D's Pizza Racing Menu. Yeah, it's back to Big D's Pizza Ooh, Racing yeah. Menu. Yeah, there's racing. There is. Uh, not locally, but the World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Models. They're going to start off their season next week before really? our next show. As a matter of fact. Wednesday, the 18th through uh, Saturday the 21st. Next uh, Wednesday through Saturday, Volusia Speedway Park. That's when things get going. It seems like there's not not an off season anymore. The white you got really the Wild isn't. West Shootout now. Uh, a lot of guys are out there, and then right into this, right uh, into Florida. Well, you know, and the dome in in St. Louis. The dome, yeah. So. It's crazy. So yeah, that's uh, next week. Um, no weather uh, pit stop this week, though, but, uh, yeah. That's about it for this edition of the Hammer Down Race. Really? Week, yeah. Crazy. Really cool talking to uh, Veronica. Yes. Red Hot Ronnie. Yep. If you missed that earlier, make sure to go back and uh, check that out. Thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer, and uh, contributors Matt Swanner, John Young, Doug Dock, and Bob Stazak. I forgot to mention... Didn't have a uh, hammer down hotline this week. No messages or calls, but if you would like to uh, leave a message or call, 419 318 3081, that is the number. Text it, call it anytime, day or night, as long as it's racing related. Question for us, we can uh, talk about it, whatever. 
So, or let us know what you like about the show, or don't like about it. Oh, oh, and thanks to Dave Kemmer, we got our uh, our new headphones. Yeah, which are sporting. So, thanks for that. Make sure to uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, follow us on YouTube, uh, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Check us out at HammerDownRacingReport.com. Uh, information on there, how to listen, and uh, if you want to be a sponsor. And uh, check out the sponsorship opportunities there. Thanks to our Very existing. Reasonable. Yeah. Thanks to our existing sponsors, Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon. Um, speaking of Apple Podcasts, we're still charting on... Uh, Are we? Uh, in the U.S. We fell off in Australia, but I, uh, I have a feeling with our yeah. Veronica McCann interview that we're going to be bouncing back up on the Australian charts. But yeah, 216, I think we were at on uh, Apple Podcast charts in the Leisure Automotive category. Pretty cool there. Thanks again to uh, Veronica McCann. Next week on the show, I haven't even told you this, uh, Will Wiggins from the Ohio Wheelman Series will be with us talking about uh, uh, that series. It's going to be at Toledo Speedway this year in addition to Sandusky, and uh, we'll talk about all the other places it's going. Uh, So that ought to be pretty interesting as well. That's a cool series. I've heard a lot of good things. It seems to be... Heading in the right direction on, on the upswing. So, uh, thanks for listening tonight. We'll be back again next Thursday night, 7 p.m. And uh, enjoy the rest of the Chili Bowl Nationals in the Wild West Shootout or whatever else is going on. That's it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!